welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of The Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. I am so excited to bring this episode to you guys because I have been talking to so many of you in my DMs about this, and this has just been a really common theme in the mindful method where, you know, we've been talking about, and this is going to be kind of triggering, I'm sure, but we've been talking about how your disorder is kind of your superpower. And before I even really get started, I really want to emphasize that basically like trigger warning. I am of the belief that when we come into this world, we kind of like choose our problems. And from those experiences, we're able to grow and learn the lessons that we need to, to like self-actualize and like to develop into like the highest version of ourselves. Now, what I am not saying here is I am not saying that somebody who comes into this world, especially because I work with so many clients who have been through some really, really shitty things in this topic specifically, which we have been talking about in the past couple episodes, but I don't believe anybody comes in this world and says, yes, I want to be sexually assaulted or yes, I want my dad to rape me or my brother to rape me. Like, I don't think that anybody really consciously, of course, chooses that experience. What I do believe though, is that when these really fucking shitty things happen to you, you have an opportunity and that opportunity to teach your nervous system to grow and develop actually kind of becomes your superpower. And obviously for individuals who have been through really severe trauma, I understand that this might be triggering for you guys to hear. Now, keep in mind, like once a week I work in a rehab center and I talk about very similar concepts and like it's not always well received and I get that. I'm not expecting you to be somebody that you're not. And if you're listening to this and you're like, no, like my experience was so traumatic that like I cannot move forward, that's totally fine. You might want to stop the episode at this point though. (laughs) But if you're willing to look at it from a different perspective, then we can actually move into this like completely different realm where you are going to be significantly more resilient than somebody who has not gone through that situation. And I'm going to start by saying with my own history with substance abuse and eating disorders, like I say all the time, thank God I was addicted to cocaine. Thank God it wasn't just like a little partying habit. Thank God I had a bone sticking out of my nose. Thank God I got kicked out of the university. Thank fucking God for that. Thank God that kid called me fat when I was eight years old. Thank God. Because if these things didn't happen, I wouldn't have had to pull myself out of literally rock bottom. And like, it's my options were life or death, you know? And if those experiences didn't happen, I actually wouldn't have developed into the person that I am today, where now I get to help like millions of other people heal themselves and work on regulating their nervous system so that these disorders go away. So to preface this episode, like I've said, I don't believe that anybody's choosing these terrible things to happen to them. However, if they've happened to you and if you're listening to this and you've been through some kind of trauma, 
the damage is done. You know, like we can't go back and pretend like it didn't happen. You know, you can do years and years and years of therapy. I have some clients who come to me after 40 years of therapy and it's just in the mindful method. When we do one-on-one coaching, it's completely different type of work because we're not just like therapizing and talking about things. We're actually facilitating the brain to change so that it doesn't continue to play these programs. And I am getting to the point here where more often than not, if you have any type of behavioral disorder. So when I'm talking about like behavioral disorder sounds really extreme, but like obviously overeating, food addiction, emotional eating, binge eating, stress eating, or substance abuse, or whether it's like, you know, one glass of wine a night that you can't break free from, even though you want to, or if it's just pushing the snooze button in the morning when you want to wake up and go for the gym or wake up before your kids, but you continue to push the snooze button, or if you've developed more serious behavioral disorders, you know, like along the lines of so severe self-sabotage, really deep addiction, food addiction, et cetera. At the end of the day, we have to understand how the brain is programmed and the brain is not wired for success. So that's why it doesn't matter how much you want to succeed, how much you want to wake up, how much you want to stop pressing the snooze button, how much you want to be thin. The brain is wired for safety, right? And so when we've been through these more severe traumas and Even if your trauma was something small, like somebody calling me fat or, you know, having highly critical parents or being a perfectionist where every single time you look in the mirror, you're just like, ugh, not good enough. Like that's traumatic for the brain, right? So whether your trauma was big or small, at the end of the day, when you develop these behaviors that you desperately want to change, but you just can't seem to do it, that's because those behaviors are related to survival, right? So the disorder that we classify as a disorder is just a bunch of programs that the brain has wired into it. And the brain is wired for safety, not success. And so when we have a behavior we want to change, but we just can't seem to do it, the question then becomes like, what is this disorder trying to protect me from, right? And I talk about this a lot with my clients because so many of my clients come to see me and they are just so embarrassed and mortified and disappointed with themselves for how much they've let themselves go or how they just can't stop overeating or stop drinking or whatever it is, or they keep choosing like toxic relationships. Right. And when my clients come to see me, like they're embarrassed about themselves and they are just would do anything to like pray the disorder away. It's like, why me? And we fall into this victim mentality. And I think that when we can kind of look back at the situations that wired the brain that way and view those things as an opportunity rather than like a handicap, then we have the opportunity to build the psychological resiliency to get yourself out, right? So when I work with individuals who struggle with addiction, just as I did severely, every week in this rehab center, so many of these individuals are like, so hopeless. Like this might be their third, fourth time in rehab and they still have hope. And then they leave the center and then they continue to engage in those behaviors and they feel like they're just a failure. And I love working with individuals who struggle with any type of addiction, because I just know if you have had to go through a situation like that, and if your brain has wired to seek dopamine at such an intense rate where it'll literally bypass the consciousness, like the hopes and dreams, and like create this automatic program to get you to engage in the thing that like the brain views as safety, when the brain is wired that way and you get yourself out of that situation so you can like eat moderately and not overeat anymore, or you like learn to love yourself or you become sober or whatever it is, 
you are significantly more resilient than somebody who's never fucking had to do that. When I work with people who struggle with addiction, and I know for myself, people are always like, oh my God, Jordana, you're so smart. How do you have the energy to do all these things? You're so productive. I'm like, yeah, because my brain is a literal superhero. Like I've had to pull myself out of some shit that most people have not had the opportunity to do so. And so for somebody who's never gone through this type of stuff, like the brain doesn't even know how to put in that kind of effort. Right. But when the brain wants to go one way and you literally learn to rewire it into a completely different way or when you grow up hating yourself or engaging in self-sabotage or feeling like a failure and you literally get yourself out of that situation, like you learn to love yourself despite the fact that you self-sabotage every single day and you like actually change your relationship with yourself and your relationship with like your environment you're just significantly stronger than somebody who's not had to do that. And so I firmly believe that your disorder is your superpower. It is. It's your beautiful brain's little way of developing a program to protect you. And I'm just going to like break that down really, really quickly because I know this is not a neuroscience lesson, but Like I said, the brain is wired for safety, not success, right? And so especially when we talk about something like food, and if you want more information on like substance abuse, I would go back to the first season. I've done an episode on the neuroscience of addiction. That'll be a good one to start with. But when we talk about something like food, like let's say you've had a traumatic experience growing up where maybe your mother was a perfectionist or a chronic dieter, or maybe you did have sexual abuse or physical abuse growing up. So the brain learns from a very young age that it's not safe, right? Because even if, the issue that happened to you was like somebody called you fat or somebody didn't come to your birthday party or whatever it is in that moment, especially as a child, when the brain is like wired to survive and wired to manipulate its environment to get attachment in that moment, when it was encoded as like a traumatic experience, the brain doesn't know the difference between like, I'm running from a bear for my life. And this kid didn't want to come to my birthday party or this kid called me fat. Like it's literally the same chemicals that are dropped into the bloodstream. It's just like fight or flight, run for your life, right? And that's why like abandonment feels like a death because the brain literally goes through like a death and grieving process. And so when you experience these things as a child, the brain doesn't know the difference between I'm running from a bear or like running for my life and this kid called me fat. The brain just knows the chemicals that are released and then encodes that emotion, right? And so from that moment on, like that brain is going to want to seek safety. Like your brain never wants to feel dysregulated. Your brain always wants to be happy. And your brain is also very efficient. And so when we talk about the difference between the subconscious and the conscious mind, like the conscious mind is where all your goals and dreams are. This is like where the hard work comes in, right? It's like the discipline. The subconscious programs are automatic behaviors. These are habits. And if your brain has developed a habit in engaging in a behavior that is not adaptive for you anymore, you have to wonder why and where it was adaptive or the brain would have literally never created that program. Like human beings and animals actually never engage in any behavior unless it serves a purpose ever. And the behaviors that you desperately want to change that you just can't usually serve a purpose related to survival. So in that moment when the brain is like, oh my God, this kid called me fat, or my dad said I didn't do good on this test, or like nobody came to my birthday party, or like sexual assault, or whatever it is, in that moment, the brain is going to want to do anything to seek safety. 
And so your beautiful, beautiful big brain creates these little programs to gain access to safety. And here we're here talking about food, right? <laughs> I'm the psych nutritionist. And so when we're here talking about food, like food is literal safety. Like food is the only thing that keeps us alive. And so for my clients, and if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been through like all this shit and you know, I feel broken and I just can't stop eating, which makes me hate myself even more. It's time to stop villainizing that behavior. Stop looking at that behavior and saying there's something wrong with me or I'm hopeless or I just don't have discipline. It's time to start looking at that behavior and recognizing that like, oh my gosh, my big, beautiful brain created this program to protect me. Thank God it did. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful. My brain did everything it could to gain access to safety because at a certain point in my life, I didn't feel safe, you know? And so Yes, when we acknowledge it in that way, when we look at our past, like I said, thank God it was a cocaine addict. It wasn't just like a partying thing or thank God I got kicked out of school or, you know, thank God, like, thank God, thank God, thank God, all that bullshit happened to me. Thank God I had a perfectionist mother who like, it was, it was never good enough. Um, because if I didn't go through those experiences, I wouldn't have hit rock bottom, which wouldn't have forced me to build up the psychological resiliency that I needed to be the person that I am today. And Obviously, everybody is going to have their own journey, but for the individuals that I work with in a private setting, but also in the mindful method, like they are so unique and special and they have so many beautiful traits that are hidden behind this disorder. And the thing is like the disorder is not going to go away if you keep telling it like not good enough, go away. Like, why can't you just stop? Because the more you say, why do I do this? Why do I do that? The more you're like putting the brain into danger again. What you're really telling yourself in that moment is there's something wrong with me. And if the identity is there's something wrong with me, then the brain is going to want to seek access to safety. <laughs> like, of course. But the reality is guys, like you are all safe now, you know? And so it's like, thank you, big, beautiful brain. And also we don't need that behavior anymore. I'm fully safe. And this is why nervous system regulation is so important when we talk about overcoming these like disorders, because if you don't teach the brain to regulate, then you will continue to seek external validation through external stimuli because the brain won't be able to turn itself off. And if every time you feel dysregulation, whether it's just like, oh my God, I have too many emails to respond to, or like, I think I look fat in this outfit or whatever it is, like the brain doesn't like that discomfort. And if you never teach it to regulate on its own, you will always turn off that regulation from something outside of you. And that's how the brain gets addicted to that because it views that thing as safety because it's turning off the dysregulation. Hi babes, I am literally so excited to talk to you about the launch of my new program, The Mindful Method. This is the exact same method that I have been using for half a decade with my private clients on helping them to heal their relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting. If you are sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that on Monday you're gonna get your shit together and start again, and if you keep going on restrictive diets and you continue to regain the weight back, let me tell you something, honey, it did not work. Diets have a 98% fail rate and you already know what's healthy and what's not healthy. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option and continue to sabotage your success. 
A meal plan is not going to solve this issue. Stop addressing the body with restrictive diets and crazy exercise programs and start transforming the brain so your behaviors can match your desired goals. If you are ready to stop overeating, if you are ready to feel comfortable in your skin, if you're ready to look in the mirror and love what you see, and if you're ready to lose the weight for good, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. I am so excited for you. Back to regular programming. And so one of the things I have my clients do like right in the beginning is like write a love letter to your disorder, honestly. And I know it sounds so corny and you're probably listening to this and you're like, oh, another journaling prompt. And fine, if you never want to journal, don't journal. But like say it in the mirror, like look in the mirror or look at your behavior and really, really develop an awareness around like, why did this happen? Not from a judgmental way, but like, how is this protecting me? And when we can thank the disorder, we can move through it. Human beings are so interesting because human beings are the only species that, you know, we have such big, beautiful brains, as I keep saying, but we're the only species that can induce the stress response through thought alone, right? Like, if you're all day long playing thoughts in your head, not good enough, don't look good in this, oh my God, I'm going to fail, that person doesn't like me, what did I say in that conversation? Like if you're constantly telling yourself that same story, I'm never going to be good enough, I'm never going to figure it out, or if you're telling yourself the story of like, I'll start again tomorrow or whatever it is, like you're basically putting your body through unnecessary stress. Like none of those things are real, your thoughts are not things. And then you're like, I don't know why I can't stop eating or I don't know why I need a glass of wine or two or three every evening before bed. It's like you're causing unintentional stress to yourself because you continue to think in a way that is like destructive for you. And again, even worrying, like worrying is the most addictive thing ever. And if you don't believe me, try going a day without it. Like The brain is constantly on high alert, high alert, high alert, because it's searching for danger, right? Especially somebody who's been through a trauma, like their brain is going to be looking for ways that it can be in danger all day long. Is this person going to think I look fat? Oh my gosh, what if I just jumped off this bridge right now? Have you guys ever had that? (laughs) This happens to me all the time. This is crazy that I'm like admitting this on a podcast, but because like, obviously please don't call children's aid because like, I just want to explain to you like how crazy the brain can be sometimes, but I'm like walking my daughter. We have this bridge over water by my house and I'm walking my daughter over the bridge. And I just think to myself, like, what if I just put my daughter over the bridge? Like, and I'm like, oh my God, that's so terrifying. Like, I would never, ever do that. Why am I even having these thoughts? Is there something wrong with me? Like, but do you see how the brain's just like trying to protect itself by searching for all possible outcomes, by searching for a potential danger? Whew. If we can just take a breath and recognize that we're not in any danger and like really start to live in the present moment instead of foreseeing future like dangers or ruminating on past like faults, then we can teach the brain to regulate and then the behavior and the disorder goes away completely. The last thing that I'm gonna say about this is just that I watched this video on, I wanna say Instagram or TikTok or something. And this woman is also like an eating coach and she was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you are struggling with overeating, we need to regulate the nervous system. I agree on that. Yes. Um, and then she's like, great. So if you want to go back for more, instead of doing that, just like dunk your face in a bowl of ice. And I'm like, Hmm, in theory, that's absolutely going to work. 
But because the brain is wired to seek pleasure and we are pleasure-seeking beings, when you are in a phase where like conscious mind is gone, you're in a subconscious program, you're like automatically eating, you're blackout eating, you're like, you've already made the decision, like start again tomorrow. Do you think you're going to be inclined to dip your head in a bucket of ice? Or do you think you're going to be inclined to take another bite of that donut? You know? And so the last thing that I want to say on this is just, if you are interested in understanding how to make your brain a super brain, because you've been given the opportunity to do so because you've had a shitty past and you're ready to fucking not be a victim of it anymore. Because you've had a shitty past and you're ready to not be a victim of your circumstances anymore. The number one thing that I'm going to say, and like, obviously just like do your research, like invest in somebody who can actually help you do this the right way, you know? But the first thing is you need to view your experience as an opportunity. You need to thank the disorder and you need to teach your nervous system how to be safe so it doesn't need that tendency anymore. Individuals who struggle with like emotional eating, binge eating, food addiction, whatever you want to call it, overconsumption is as a general, they're like so mortified that they engage in this behavior when that is like literally the classic behavior of like my brain is constantly looking for safety. It's constantly looking like for pleasure because you probably, depending on your circumstances, but you probably created an environment that's like not fun to be in. Like if you, your external environment, of course is important. Like if you're in a situation where you're undergoing any type of abuse, like please like reach out for help, obviously, but your external environment is really important, but your internal environment is equally as important. So if you're not making your body and your brain a safe place to be in because of the thoughts that you have about yourself, like those are going to have to change or your brain is going to continue to seek comfort. And it's not going to come from a place of conscious control. It's going to come from a subconscious programming. And then you're going to think there's something wrong with you because you have no discipline or no willpower. Like, oh, I get questions all the time. I just need more discipline. Like, how do I get more discipline unless it's not fucking about discipline? You have more than enough discipline. The thing is, like, your brain is just wired for safety. And so we need to unwire it from that. Okay. Anyways, this was a little mini sode for you guys because I've been having this conversation with my clients all week and I figured you would benefit from it. And also, you're never broken. <laughs> okay. Your situations, anything that's happened to you, your experiences, you have an opportunity to teach the brain something pretty fucking cool. And I love working with individuals who are like rock bottom. <laughs> They've had enough of their bullshit because that's really the time that the brain gets to like build and become resilient, pulling yourself out of there. Because like, I mean, you only have two options, right? You can succumb to your circumstances and be a victim and stay exactly where you are at right now and maybe even go deeper or you can fucking do something about it. Yeah. So anyways, I love you all. I am so excited to see, I don't know when you guys will be listening to this, but at this point I have over 400 people signed up for my webinar and I'm just so grateful for all of you. I love you all so much. We've literally had to like upgrade the system to hold that many people on a call and I just cannot wait to meet all of you guys. Anyways, I hope you have a great day and I'll see you on another episode of the Head Deal Podcast. Bye. Bye.